This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. This is where I would start loving myself Flirting's delicious proved to be beneficial for mental health Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by some absolutely incredible drag queens from Denim mm-hmm. and I am here in the studio with the absolutely marvellous Crystal Vaginova. Am I saying that right? Mm, I've changed my last name since the divorce. It's actually just Crystal OBE. Crystal OBE. Mm-hmm. And, and, and do you actually have an OBE? I have three. Yeah. Oh yeah, congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm also joined by the beautiful Glamru La Denim. Yeah, I'm um, Glamru Al Khalifa Al Hayati right. Denim. Mm. They never say that. <laughs> the whites never get it. No, no. I'll do. I'll do my best. Yeah, yeah. Could yeah, I catch yeah. that again? Um, Glamru Al Khalifa Al Hayati yeah. La Denim. It's, it's beautiful. I'll, I'll, denim. I'll, pr- I'll practice Denim. Yeah, not Denim. Denim. De- <laughs> Um, Tell me about the show, guys. Um, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the show is... So this is a reunion tour. So after what was a really meteoric rise to fame and 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 level of unprecedented fandom that i don't think anybody any human being could really um live up to sure things got really hectic you know that was a year ago and and the scale of success was so amplified and 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 just taken to a whole new dimension that that, that it caused us to break up but then a year later we've now reunited and this is the reunion tour beautiful and so was was there wigs being snatched was there did things get a little bit catty? Well, I mean, we don't wear wigs. You know, this is our hair. We don't mm. wear wigs. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, we can't really say that much about, you know, that time. But just know that the girls are back together. They're super happy. Their fees are super high. And, um, <laughs> you know, we can finally pay our taxes. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. I, you know, and that's something we would really like to direct to Amazon as mm. well at the moment. If Denim can pay their taxes, and look, <laughs> we're, a trillion, <laughs> we're a trillion dollar company as well, you know, but we still do it. So yeah. they can as well. Especially since the CEO is donating to the um, homophobic, um, was it Floridian Senate guy? Oh. Or have I got this totally wrong? Is that a thing that actually happened? Yeah, like something like, uh, I don't know, like 33 or 3 million. I don't know, you know, I'm propagating fake news here, but something really bad about gay <laughs> people. Oh. Um, and... Um, the head of Amazon, you know, which I'm in full support of. No, I'm kidding. But, I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, you guys are so much more successful than Amazon. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we yeah. are also a package distribution company. Yes. <laughs> Do it all by hand, in the heels. You know, we have our little kind of shop of people who make our sequins they do our hats they corset us into the dress and then yes if they want to kind of deliver a show bottle on the side they'll do that as well and that's sort of that's the denim way that is the denim way universal Uh uh-huh Beautiful. And what can people expect if they are going to come along to the show? I love, I, I, I have the little um, press release here in front of me. And my favorite thing about this is that it says that you're going to reunite for one night only all month long. Hmm. Mm. Well, the, the thing is, Callum, it's time is a construct. Sure, at the end of the day, sure. And, 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 and one night, why is one night not one month, you know? Um, but um, 
in terms of the show and what we can expect, we really believe that we can create a Wembley-sized show. Mm. Wembley Stadium, not arena. You're going to... Oh, no, no, arena. No, we that's a closet. <laughs> but um, we really do believe in the power of pop and live singing. Mm. And we like to use our vocals and whatever room we're in and transform it into an into a, a, a stadium and mm-hmm. so what you can expect is a stadium price show no stadium show for the price <laughs> of 15 pounds mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very very excited for this and, it, and it's starting on 14th of november uh, yeah, i believe a week today is it a week today i think so but yeah because we land outside so. but we land back from latvia that morning from the, <coughs> so sure that's what's happening yeah but it's a week today and it's for a month and we're really really excited it's with the soho theater it's in the main space and it's uh, a venue that's been really really great to us and um, you know, Denim is a charity and we're happy to support the Soho Theatre and to bring some footfall mm. to the venue. Yeah, yeah. And to London, really, because, you know, you know, numbers have been declining. Um, so we're just so happy to bring, you know, our huge fan base back to the great city. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in the show, I think, you know, you can expect five part vocals, but also there's solos and there's politics. And what we really like to do is, you know, take a pop. Um, angle, you know, get you all comfortable, um, you know, with a nice Lorene euphoria. Um, but then really <laughs> serve up some hard politics and really make you sit and think mm-hmm. about some important things because the world is, you know, not so good right now. And, and, and can you give me a little taster of what some of those political things might be? Um, well, I, we wouldn't want to ruin the surprise, but I mean, there's, you know, there are five of us and we each have different intersecting experiences. I'm uh, you know, Iraqi and Muslim, and Crystal um, is from Lancashire and talks a lot about body positivity. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about the intersection of um, how can you be queer and religious. We have another queen who's Jewish, one who's really dealing with um, loneliness, one who's dealing with being in a cult. Um, yeah, you know, it's a real issue these days. Mm. Um, but the, the, what we like to show is five completely different voices and experiences each um, showing the audience something that they may not have considered about that identity, but mm-hmm. then ultimately how we come together. You know, what is it? Different genes, one, one denim. denim. Oh, I love it. I right. absolutely yeah. love it. And, I, and I, think, I think that's where the magic comes from in, a, you know, in kind of a lot of queer art is kind of like really playing into that intersectionalism and mm-hmm. looking at the things that make us different but also the things that kind of bring us together so I'm, I'm you know how did you guys form in the first place well we were um at a university and um it was kind of a dry place um so one night glamru said to a bunch of people do you want to throw a party and so i mean you can take it from here but so we did it was kind of the the birth of gaga we were kind of riding that wave, loving it. Um, and, you know, it was really about just having a night to, you know, dress up and, you know, challenge gender binaries and, um, yeah, and take a pill. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and sorry, Mom. Um, and, you know, from there on it grew into kind of a five-part band um, and we really focused on life singing because, you know, it's I think it's a super strong motif, the pop motif. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and now, obviously, it only took us six years to get 100 billion followers on Instagram. Um, I thought most. it was two, 200 billion. Oh, maybe that was today. Oh, no, yeah. the 100 billion <laughs> is our private account. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> um, But yeah, so we, so yeah, initially it really started as a student 
there was a gay night mm -hmm. at the university, but not a sort of queer night. Yeah. The gay nights were at best socially constipated, at worst just racist and depressing. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I decided to throw a queer party so everyone was invited to just play with their gender and the demand was huge. I mean, it was more just I put the advert on Facebook and all of a sudden it was 400 students was the first one. So I think there was a real appetite for everyone. And it's funny because Born This Way had just come out and there was, it was that cultural moment of kind of queering the mainstream and everyone yeah. was like, oh wait, can you, what does it mean to be queer? And in a mainstream context was like a big conversation that was happening. And that definitely informed Denim because we were like, well, why do we push that? And, um, and present like a mainstream pop girl band almost like a spice girls we can look quite disney and we can look quite pg and we can bring over audiences through really a relatable pop aesthetic and then as christelle said earlier once the audience are in the room and we've given them the covers that they were expecting switch it up a bit just pull the rug from under their feet and get them to sing along to a song about fisting until they didn't realize it was about fisting. <laughs> um, and and but it's that's really you know we love the idea of you know a queer Trojan mm. horse and how can you smuggle politics to people who are not r willing to receive them mm. and then ultimately they're receiving them and enjoying it. Um, and they go, oh, I suppose I do have a part in this. But that's, you know, we like to play chess with the institution a little bit. I, lo I love that, mm. the idea of a queer Trojan horse. I think that's... Yeah, that's it's a shame because we, you know, we did, we were part of the original Battle of Troy. Mm. <laughs> um, sure. And <laughs> we built that one as well. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame our siblings can't be here to see us yeah. now, but... You yeah, know. come a long way. Yeah. Courage, mon brave. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also there was something else I was going to add, but I've forgotten it, which is the most boring thing to say on the radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Courage, mon brave. No, before that, not before, before Trojan. It's something, um, it's, oh yeah, and all, yeah, I think um, also what, um, something that we always were super interested in from early on was showing that queer people can be powerful and happy and wonderful and um, in control. And you can look at them and aspire to be, you know, as powerful and in control and as funny and as intelligent as them. Because I think, you know, a lot of, in, say, let's look at, like, you know, queer media. A lot of queer media um, is often reactionary to bad things that happen to yes, us. Yes, absolutely. And so while we talk about those things very much within the show, I think what is really important is to like you know be making work on our own terms and be saying things on our own terms and be showing that you know and to show that there is like you know we're fucking iconic and and we don't have to always be reacting to fucking bigots violence absolutely we get to you know get our best life so i mm. think a lot of drags about that but you know kind of and denim is our brand is particularly happiness in quite like a saccharine and maybe quite cringe way <laughs> we like what I personally also am not that into in some kind of queer spaces is a kind of apathy or like or sort of like a this is a really cool space I'm, 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 I mean I go to there's many different kinds of queer spaces and the ones that I like the most are where there's just really emotionally open and everyone's talking about their feelings yeah. um, and denim is like so cringe I mean we just are so deludedly happy. I mean, in the age of Trump and Brexit, <laughs> the, the way that, you know, these five queens would still have so much self-belief and just almost like, 
I would say a clinical happiness yeah. mm-hmm. um, is, is something that we like to just inspire hope just by being really happy without taking a pill. And I, 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 <laughs> I love the idea as well that you, you are kind of being unapologetically yourselves mm. and, and, and really kind of waving that queer flag because I think there can be a temptation sometimes, even within queer acts, sometimes there's a temptation to kind of straight wash it and make it something that's a little bit more you know, acceptable to the mainstream. And I think there are actually few acts, including queer acts out there, who are just saying, you know, no, you know what, this is who we are. This is what we want to celebrate and really pushing that forward. So I, I think it's really admirable and you should be proud, I guess, that you that you are doing that. Yeah, I thank you so much. We do, just to add on that, because, you know, we really are sort of unapologetically ourselves, but part of it is we do sometimes like to borrow from straight culture as a parody. Sure, yeah. Um, because straight people are always straight white people are always appropriating or taking from subcultures so denim on purpose tries to do the opposite and kind of treat mass straight culture as a kind of edifice that we can just ransack and Mm. use for queer so we do like to fake assimilate and then not but we're not doing that it's just reappropriating but and also undermining undermining undermining, yeah you know i think yeah i mean which i think yeah, I think you're right. I, I, you know, but I think also this is something I've been thinking loads about with drag at the moment, which is about, you know, because we're Amaru and I, Glamour and I, are both writers, um, and something I've been thinking a lot about recently is about, you know, drag as this sort of, like Glamour says, like you know, the edifice and the is that right? Like the, um, there is all these sort of cloaks, but actually I think it's a way to really approach the most authentic part of yourself, just you know, kind of being in you know, all this dress up and all this cover up and everything. F- to me, I feel far more authentic when I'm Crystal in a way than to, you know, because I can say what I feel and say what I want. Mm. And I almost have this, uh, maybe that's an old school drag thing, but no, I've been thinking I, a lot about that. I, I, it's, it's interesting you say that. You say it's an old school drag thing, but it's, a, you know, it's something I've, I've heard from quite a few drag queens before. Mm. They're saying that you know, when I'm in drag, I'm somehow more myself and a more authentically myself mm. do you think that's almost because the the drag is almost like a, a shield a barrier to it's a protection so you can be a little bit more vulnerable because you have this protective garb or, or do you think it's something else i i i think there is an element of that i think what maybe would impel many queens to say that is the sense of agency with drag mm. it's kind of like self-care because you spend a lot of time on your own looking at yourself deciding what you want to look like deciding what you want to wear building Mm. you know it's not you know you don't just get into it so the process of it is really kind of self-restorative um and it's a moment and you have agency i suppose our bodies as queer people in this culture are always being ascribed or written over or appropriated Mm. or policed and all of a sudden you have complete agency and you ask a room to buy into your version mm. of yourself rather than, you know, I'm, you know, a, a person of color. So everyone on the street all the time is making some sort of judgment on me yeah. on grinder. You know, people just think I'm either like, <coughs> you know, an Arab dom top just because I'm Arab or they, you know, or they just think I'm going to be some sort of slave. You know, that's what happened, you know, yeah. on Grindr. and suddenly with, um, drag, you get to kind of just rewrite back to writing your own narrative of who you are. And I just, I love, people just going wait you're queer and arab but you're also really powerful and you're also really feminine i don't really know what's going on Mm. and i'm like yeah i've now scared you not scared you but challenged you the way that you tried to to me so it's the level of agency i think that is what makes it really honest um and i think it's kind of in a way um like almost 
a misnomer or like um, a laurel upon which we rest this idea that drag is armor and protection because I've got a lot of abuse when I'm in drag so often it, it doesn't feel like armor or protection mm, sure. but more like what, what Glamour was saying which is about this you know I think as queer people and the way we present we're often punished for being you know um, visually transgressive and um, um, you know people say things like you're inauthentic or you're a liar or a trickster you know those kinds of things especially to drag queen and non-conforming bodies and trans people and I think um, more what I more I think what I was trying to say is that, you know, actually it's the most authentic because we get to exactly what Glamour was saying. We get to choose what we present as and we don't buy into these ideas that we nobody invented. These things, these gender binaries were invented like God knows how, you know, Victorians and probably before. Mm-hmm. And so what we get to do is like choose where we sit in this whole system and that's way more authentic and that's kind of what I was getting. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'd say that, you know, it's in a drag is sort of so honestly dishonest kind of thing and reality is so dishonestly honest because like we walk around these constructs and we just take them as real but they're all fake and drag is really constructed but it reveals that everything else is fake so really it's like it's that sentence which is a real tautology when you go this is a lie but if you say this is a lie, then it's actually a really honest sentence. Sure. Mm. But it's presented as a lie, but because you're saying it's a lie, you're not actually lying. Yeah. That's how I kind of see drag. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So much. No, and it's so much, so, so insightful from both of you. Honestly, it's like really touching to hear those perspectives. And it's, it's actually a unique perspective that I've not heard said before. So thank you so much for that. And it's a, it's a pleasure to have you guys on the show. We Mm. are, we are going to be having a little bit of fun very, very shortly. We're going to be playing some games. Uh, but before we do that, let's have a little bit of music. So we're going to be doubling down on the queerness. This is a lovely cover from Troy Savan of Queens, somebody to love. Oh. Each morning I get up, I die a little Can barely stand on my feet I love that cover because I feel like it's so interesting and different And like freaky Yeah, and freaky, it's a little bit freaky, we like moving. it uh, Well, speaking of freakly, ha- freaky, how do you guys feel about porn? Um, d- uh, my only, well, it's my only sex at the moment, so pretty Same. thankful. Same. Do you want the long answer or the short answer? Uh, give, give me the short answer. Yeah, I think it's problematic in many ways, but also I watch a lot of it on Twitter, so I can't really take it's, that stance. It's, it, it, no, it's interesting because I, I also consume a lot, a lot of porn, but I also have issues with the ethics around it sometimes. I think there is like amazing ethically produced porn mm. and there's also porn and that And I isn't. don't watch that as yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Really and I think that's the issue. But it's, you know, most of the guests we have on this show say the same thing, that they consume it, but they're worried about the kind of ethics around it. So it, it, is, a, it is a complicated one. I need to... I'm still unlearning what I thought sex was because of porn. Sure. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I only like that when I'm watching a video yeah, yeah. and I tried it a hundred times <laughs> and it doesn't but that's quite, well, yeah. yeah so or also like that position is not possible in real life I don't mm. know uh, yeah you know. totally but, but you know thank you Red Tube. you know mm. 
Thank you, Maverick Man. Oh my God! Yeah, I yeah, know. I love them. Um, <laughs> We're such hi, big Maverick Man. <laughs> We're such big fans, Maverick Man. <laughs> Directors. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I have a little game for you guys. So th- this game is is a favourite, and it is called Porn or Not Porn. Okay. Um, in front of me on my lovely soundboard here, I have six clips. Some of them have been taken from porn. And some of them have not been taken from porn. <laughs> okay. um, and as the Spice Girls have just announced their reunion tour. Which is um, like gay porn. Which is like way. gay porn. Um, the theme this this week is Spice Girls. So this is either Spice Girls or porn. Obsessed. Okay, this is genius. <laughs> it's, it sounds easier than you think. Um, I'm on your side. We're a team in this together. I do not have the answers in front of me. The lovely producers are going to tell us the answers. Okay. So we're a team in this. All right, I'm really excited. All right, so our first one is... Don't spread the word. Oh, I recognise that accent. Yeah. That sounds like a Spice Girls. That's Spice Girls. Uh, Can you play it again? Yeah. Don't spread the word. Oh, now I'm second guessing myself. I'm second guessing myself. I think it's Mel B. No, I think it sounded American. Don't Mm. spread the word. I'm going to say Spice Girls. It's also possible that to to fuck with us, they could have put some Spice Girls porn in here. So they could even be like... Mood. Yeah. It could, it could be, it could be tricky. Um, I go porn, but I, I go Spice Girls. Oh, you, you're dividing. Mm. You know what? I'm going to pit you against each other. Okay. With that making Ooh. that happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Okay. The answer, producers, please. And the answer is this is from porn. Oh, and uh-huh. it is indeed Spice Girls porn. This is from Oh My God, Spice Girls fuck. So after a photo shoot, the Spice Girls manager tells Posh she has an interview and to have fun with it. Posh has an attitude and says she doesn't enjoy these things so much. Oh, and, and then presumably... It's like every photo shoot we have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear that one more time. Don't spread the word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, that person sounds like quite a good actress. Yeah, she's Don't not bad. The word. Don't spread the word. <laughs> it's like a sort of a house track. We should, I like, we there's your Oscar, you know. <laughs> there's your movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, our next one is... Oh, Victoria. That's from the Spice, Spice Girls. Girls movie, isn't yeah, it? I think, I it's think meatloaf. that's... It's a photographer, right? Going... Or maybe, or, yeah. Yeah. Like I th- Victoria. Or there was um there was that there was that Victoria Beckham little parody advert with Gucci I think it was recently it could be from that I think that's Spice Girls I am Spice Girls I think we're all on board that this is Spice Girls or it could also be like a porn star called Victoria so can we hear oh, it again that's true oh Victoria yeah I yeah. think it's I think it's it's oh my god it's the moment in the movie when they're pitching the film. And he sat at the table. Yeah, it is. And he sat at the table <laughs> and he's like describing what um, each different girl's going to do on the film. And he's ah. like, ah, oh, Victoria, I think that's it. I'm I gonna think go you're Spice right. Girls I think movie. you're right. But it's not the Spice Come Girls. Come on, Encyclopedia. Oh, no, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a bored child in the Come north. on. Spicelopedia. Oh. oh. And Spicelopedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're in agreement that this is not porn. This is indeed Spice Girls. But. And yes, it is. It is from the movie Spice World. Everyone in the world wants a piece of the girls. A Hollywood pitch team wants them to star in a movie. The de- director is all about posh and stares at her whenever he can. I think that is the scene you meant, isn't it? I think it is. Well done, Crystal. Yes. Okay. No, it just so smacks. proud of you. Yeah, the literal scene. Yeah, it just smacks of a, a, a lonely childhood in, in the northwest of England. So <laughs> don't feel too. Um, I, was, I, was, I didn't get a chance to watch that when I was sort of in the rubbles of Baghdad. So yeah. privilege, you know. 
Fair, fair enough. I, yeah. I had a friend who thought that the Spice Girls actually... You know the scene where they jump the bus over the bridge? Mm, which is the toy. Yeah, yeah which, which is, is a toy up. bus. Yeah, if you've it's seen, just like a, it's it's a little toy, yeah. Not, not in a long time. Next week, honey. We're watch watch it. I, I had a friend who genuinely believed that the Spice Girls genuinely jumped Tower Bridge in that where bus. You, where's your friend now? I, I don't know. We're no longer friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Hang on. <laughs> right, the next one is... Girls, I was great. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling Spice, Spice Girls. Girls again. Play again. Girls, I was great. Girls, but I was great. I don't recognize it. I'm feeling porn unless it's from a niche YouTube. Oh, I think it's Spice Girls. You do? I've said Spice Girls every time. I just yeah. don't want to believe in the bad. But, um, girls, that was great. Like, when would you say that? It would be maybe like a photographer and a porno. I'm going to say porn. I'm going to say porn. I'm going to say porn. Yeah, okay. We're going to say uh, porn, United uh, Front. You've convinced me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you on this. We are saying... Porn. It is porn. Oh my God. Oh. Spice Girls XXX parody. A studio engineer recording Scary Spice and Baby Spice tells the girls that it was a great session and they should come hang out in the studio with him afterwards. Poor Spice Girls. Like men are so <laughs> awful. They're so <laughs> like men are so big. Like this is this is like a band for girl power. Yeah. Like can we just think it's girl power and now it's just been taken into. I mean I'm. Definitely gonna watch it, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Oh my god, for inspo for us, but yeah. like, oh my god, no, it's absolutely gross. Like, men girl are power, gross. men are awful. Men awful. Are fucking awful. I Trash. hate that I have sex with them. Trash the men, not the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let, let's see if the next clip will um, make you hate men any any further. Here we go. Wow. Oh, for God's That's sake! That's baby Spice. Is right? it? Go again. Is it? <laughs> Wow. No, that is porn. That is so porn. <laughs> that music could literally go either way, though. That could be porn music or like a really. I don't know. Play it again. Wow. No, no, the girl is not a Spice Girl. I'm sorry. I thought it was Emma Bunton. <laughs> it could be Emma no, Bunton. She's like, wow. That's true. That is true. You know better than I do about can Spice I, Girls. I can't spread um, awful celebrity gossip. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, something I heard about one of the Spice Girls, which is really funny. Uh oh. I could just say one. Could I have to say who? Oh, you know what? Actually. Can we get done for defamation? I, 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 producers are saying say it, so... Uh. I won't know. <laughs> Crystal, really think about what you're about to <laughs> yeah. do. This is a... This is... Don't use names being told not to... This I feel like this is a risky game to play. Sh- yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, shall, shall I'm going to say... I'm going to say porn. <laughs> I'm going to say porn. Yeah, I will join you. Let's all say porn. Wow. It is porn. Oh Who do you think you are, XXX You're version? right, it was Baby, though. <laughs> and it was actor Baby Spice is impressed when she comes out of the music video set for Who Do You Think You Are. It's wow. so depressing. <laughs> yeah, I don't really feel that there's, good anymore. There's so much Spice Girls porn. Like, who knew? I mean, oh, honestly, they're kind of... The, it's so depressing. No, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> I, I feel like we shouldn't continue this game because your faith in humanity is, is, is dwindling. It was gone already, but, you know, it's really been worsened. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, I feel like we're definitely good at guessing what porn is, so I'm right. actually really, really yeah. happy to put that on the CD. You deserve mm. points. Um, I know. I'm really pleased that I've learned that about myself. Point, points <laughs> for you guys. Le- less points for humanity, on the other hand. Um, next one. Someone like you. <laughs> Can we play again? Spice Girls. Someone like you. <laughs> That's like they're on the tour bus, surely. I feel like it might. I really want to hear it one more time. Someone like you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Spice Girls. Like, I think it might be their pregnant friend, but maybe not. What in the film? Yeah. I, I don't remember a pregnant friend. Mm. 
Was I just want friend? to believe it's not porn. Friend. Oh, is she giving birth and mm. that's why they're jumping the bridge? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As in, like, Who they... wrote this film? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's it a is great film. Remarkable. So am I a really bad gay? I was... You're not. Oh my god! No, you're not a bad gay. It's just I like, can't wait to watch your face when you watch. Is, it are they bad at acting? Oh, are they awful. like bad actors? Oh, terrible! But the it's worst. so bad it flips over into being like radically queer. It's incredible. Do they know how bad they are? Do you think when they did it? I feel like it's yeah. yeah they they know. But it was very much of that time when people were. It was all. It was kind of like movie as merch. You mm. know, that's the kind of yeah, thing totally. You know. oh, I so want a movie and it's full, I know It's full of cameos Like it's unbearable Like, like every the Ab scene Fathom, Which oh we my were God. both in yeah. Are you? Yeah, were I'm, you? I was a patsy lookalike ah, A drag patsy But let me tell you You know Sorry to the producers If you're listening But they did What so many people do Where they just like Do a drag queen call out mm. And just throw a nightclub scene As if like 200 drag queens Go all out just on a like night out yeah. Populate a night out <laughs> The whole thing about being a drag queen Is you're sort of One of five of the yeah, night Yeah yeah And all of a sudden It was just like Every drag queen and it, was, it was literally Game of Thrones <laughs> And then Crystal's face Got covered by a drag queen From Manchester Who had a headdress So tall that Crystal Was then blocked for the whole shoot All you can see In, in like one millisecond Of the movie Is a ringlet and my mom took like 30 friends just no. not like family and friends and was no. like, oh my god Crystal's in um, <laughs> yeah that film <laughs> and I was like yeah that was my ringlet but they saw Glamour and Glamour killed it I, I yeah. did I have yes. a beautiful scene but I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of you on I'm set sure, yeah. Yeah. I need I to watch it again now yeah, yeah. And I'm, keep I'm an the... eye out for the ringlet yeah. No, keep an eye out for her because she's really iconic. I'm, I'm the. I really muscled my way. You really like, did. And I it didn't was have. I didn't have a second in that script. By the time we left that, I had two looks, didn't I? Yeah. And t- did you have a line? Well, no, it was more of a. It was a line of that dialogue. I, I, I misunderstood a that question. Line. Um, it was a visual line. It was. Incre- I literally even got up on stage. Do you remember when the camera actually was happening? <laughs> I just went up on stage. No, no, no. You think you? I, honestly, it was like the most incredible hustle you've ever seen. Honestly, she killed it. Glamour is. She's a workhorse. At the end of the day, yeah, she's like a camel. She is. She anyway, is. She's a workhorse. I'm going to say. Spice Girls here. Oh yeah, I forgot we we're playing a game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, Spice, Spice Girls. Girls. We're saying Spice Girls. Yeah. Yes, an interview asked Ginger Spice what kind of guy she would date. To make him blush, Ginger says, someone like you. Someone like you. I, <laughs> I hear, yeah, I hear it now. Mm, I hear it now. Um, Do you remember the Atomic Kitten song, Someone Like... Oh, no, it was Someone Like Me. So I, I absolutely don't. Oh, my God, it was like a B-side, and it <laughs> was so moving. Mm, I think Did they like, die? No, they didn't die, oh, but like, no. they kind of like... Just faded away. Well, one got pregnant, and then left, and then there was two, and then one... It took a lot of drugs and then there was just one it couldn't be God, it just atomic me, kitten it? well that was their name oh actually. yeah true <laughs> <laughs> atomic. Yeah. atomic kitten yeah uh, yeah they were kind of have you ever seen the video for um the tide is high and um, uh, yeah yeah where is it is it um natasha who's pregnant and she's like dancing with like <laughs> a <nine laughs> pregnancy belly it's like you get your life you know go to work it's iconic good for her though you oh know, my good god for her so for not stepping for... out oh no, my god it's, it's interesting motherhood is i was speaking to a friend of mine who's a pop singer recently and <laughs> plug um but <clears throat> motherhood is a really you don't really see it um mm. that's why what beyonce did i thought was so transgressive when she sort the, of the photos the, the photos of her as mother and um and then really like absorbing that into her whole aesthetic now as yeah. well I thought was amazing. Yes. Oh, no. I d- ignore oh, what I was saying. Um, no, we wanted to do <laughs> no, no. that game. <laughs> please, please put that, put that game to bed. As fun as it was. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, there was a swipe game. 
Uh, I was I was writing a secret message to the producers well, and they've, 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 they've oh, caught on to me. Sorry, I don't want to ruin the magic <laughs> of how radio works. You've seen the wizard behind the curtain. Wait, motherhood. You also don't see women who don't like their kids much on screen. I was talking to a film producer about this. Mothers are usually love. In, 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 if you put, we need to talk about Kevin aside. Mostly, it's really, and so many mothers I speak to, they're like, I fucking hate my kids. <laughs> I <laughs> hate. So that's also, I, I'd love to see more of that. Like, Or mo- even, actually, even in any media, you don't see articles written by mothers who, like, want to break. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, a, there was a thing, you know, I think it was like a Refinery29 week last year, which is all like, you know, the different things that we never speak about, about motherhood. Which is interesting. There's just one depiction of what motherhood mm. is, which is like loving your baby and being wholesome. And uh, there's that Swedish film, is it Mommy's Home? Mm. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Where like she gets surgery. It's super. Oh, mom, I really want to see that. I have really you seen wanna, that? No, I really. Oh yeah, see I messaged it. you about it. Let's watch okay, it together. Cool. Sorry, <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, how do you how do you guys feel about the you know like there's a, we see a lot of like these celebrity shoots now where it's like pregnancy shoots, but they're quite like sexual and it's like they're st- they're still a woman and they they still have that sexual energy just because they're pregnant. Yeah, I mean, like I'm kind of, I, like I quite like that. I don't. I mean, th- I, I have no judgment on any sex positivity or body. Like, I don't know. We're yeah. on board. Yeah, is what we're saying. You mean like a Beyonce picture? Yeah, yeah. I was Beyonce is who was, I was thinking like of. Yeah. Really powerful, <coughs> um, and it kind of reclaims. I think sort of pregnancy is not a kind of handicap for women, but this strength. That's what I love with mm-hmm. the Beyonce. It was like your mother of the people. It was like those yeah. photos. It was like your mother and you've literally mothered culture. Nation. Yeah. Mother is strength. And actually I'm really you know, Anani talks about Allah being a woman and being a mother and Buddha being a mother and um and even Jesus being a girl. Like the feminization of deities is like a real mm. thing I'm really interested in. Kind of and also, if we're just going to like tangent here, like most oppressive states are like based on paternalistic structures. So basically bad, like f- like male structures of not providing care and a lot of discipline and really punitive. And actually, if states were more motherly in a kind of constructive, if you think about it in a constructive mm. way, mm. we'd have a much more tolerant society, more care, more like vulnerability. Judith Butler talks about this. It would be much better if we f- saw motherhood as a kind of strong way and as to a goal govern as well as like a value yeah, yeah i love yeah you know what i i love that we've turned this 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 sordid game mm. into into a way to <laughs> empower women yeah, through 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 discussion yeah <laughs> i well i you know i thought the beyonce picture was genius was honestly remarkable but same I, yeah absolutely. i don't think she's and also it's none of our business i mean it's you know as as male bodies yeah. you know what can we really say exactly i think it was i think she's just perfect so yeah I, yeah, I I, I, I kind of hate to lower the tone to bring it back to the game. No, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. But we just have one more, and I feel like we I feel like we should power on through. Yay! So, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, oh, this is so exciting. You got a spot for love. Spice Girls. Spice oh, yeah, Girls. The it has movie has to be surely. Yeah, huh? It definitely is. I mean, I'm just gonna follow your. Lead. I've really checked out of this game. It's really like <laughs> emotionally, I'm not here. You're over it. Um, um, I think so too. I think I think Spice Girls for this last one. What do we win if we've got them right? Is there um, a cash prize? Yeah, there's a there's a two hundred million pound cash prize oh, on it on its way to you, which is you know pennies to oh, you guys. So 
Well, I mean, <laughs> it's good for the, um, the the tiling on the bathroom that we really Should wanted. Be, yeah, really, yeah. that'll be gorgeous. Mm. <laughs> so it scores on the doors. Producers, please, we are saying this is not porn. This is Spice Girls. And yes, it is. In a wacky interview, the interviewer is asking Ginger Spice and Baby Spice about Wimbledon and dating. He seems nerdy and is excited to be getting so much attention as the girls flirt with him. Beautiful. Nerd. Beautiful. Your prize, is, your prize is on its way, guys. Oh, that was, that was cool. <laughs> All right, let's have a little bit more music. This is Science by Ali X. Think we can see Mercury Following the light Driving through the rest of Bar Radio presents Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club. We're joined in the studio now by Lucy Porter, comedian. Hi. Um, Doesn't Noel Edmonds drive around in a black cab which has a black doll in the back so he doesn't get fares? (laughs) Don't get so pissed off. I'm freaking really fed up with people flagging me down. I'm going to buy a sex doll and dress her up. (laughs) And I'm not going to use her for sex. I'm going to do something actually. I'm going to think outside Mm. her box. And I'm actually (laughs) going to just stop her from uh, using her as a decoy to stop Right. getting bloody flagged down. So you'd be going, oh, I'm furious. I bought myself a rook master and then someone keeps hanging <laughs> off the back of it. Every Friday, Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club from 12pm. Fubar Radio. Do we need these? All right, guys. Um, are you ready to react to some of our lovely listeners' sex confessions? Please, I'm yes. gagging for it. Is it advice or a confession? Uh, it's, it's, it's both. Some people write in questions and some people write in confessions. And we've had some corkers in the past, so I'm very excited to read through these. Thank you so much to everyone listening who has sent in their confessions. I have no advice week. to give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Crystal, would you like to read the first one? Is No Nut November not masturbating for a month healthy? Oh, uh, I mean, just putting it out there, not healthcare professionals. Well, I'm not at least, so... Um, I am. <laughs> um, mm, yeah, not a, not a healthcare professional and actually do perform a lot of emotional self-harm. But, um, <laughs> but I, the only response I can have to that is when I did try that, I had a really good wet dream. Oh, interesting. So I don't know if it's sort of biologically unhealthy, but if you need to stir your imagination or really find yeah. what's hiding in your subconscious in a sexual level, i.e. like it probably will be with a relative, I would, mm. I would, I would say it's a really good psychological experiment. Mm. I would also say, I, you know, I question why, why, what's the intention of doing a No Nut November? I love what you just said, Glamour. I think finding... You know, maybe moving away from pornography or moving away from the same old, you know, Maverick Man. Um, you know, and <laughs> love to do a bit, guys. Yeah, just you know, at Maverick Man direct. Um, <laughs> um, but I think um, you know, if you're, if I hope the intention isn't coming from like punishment or repression. If the intention's coming from trying totally. to explore a different side of your sex, then do it. Yeah, but I don't know why I, one would do no nut November. I don't. I don't think there's any oh. harm in oh. doing so. Is it for charity? If it's I for it charity, no tea bagging. Then, then they're Obsessed. great. Um, so I, 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 no tea bagging November. So yeah. 
I, mm. I had an experience as well. So when I was um, taking antidepressants a few years ago, mm. um, because the, the medication kind of prevented me from being able to orgasm or ejaculate. Mm. Um, so I was going long periods without ejaculating. And never in my life up until that point had I ever had a wet dream and I'd never pre-cum. I'd never in my life done either of those things. And then suddenly because I was unable to ejaculate, suddenly I was having wet dreams and I was pre-cumming. So... How was you that? know, just yeah. uh, it was it was good and it was a new experience. So if 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 the point of this is to kind of explore your body right. and you know right. see what might happen, then I think you know explore, but also listen to your body. Like if you feel like you're it's causing you discomfort or anything like that, then you know pop and one like, out. Yeah, and like where your sexuality lies. I think that's a really smart answer from both of you. Mm-hmm. Well done, team. Yeah. Well done. Mother mm. me. Glamour. Would you like to read the next one? Well, I can't see from here. So oh, can you? I can read it for yeah, you. Read no, no. <laughs> no, okay, just Will this move or am I going to break? Oh, here we oh, go. There we go. Okay. Bigger, bigger font. I can read it now. Don't be scared of it. Okay. <laughs> my mum walked in on me and my boyfriend when he was licking me out. Never been able to get the look on her face out of my brain. Oh. Wow. Well, firstly, um, my condolences. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, um, and. Thank you for sharing that. Once, I mean, look, if your mum is able to talk to you and get on with you, like my mum would literally probably shackle me. There's a screeching in the studio. Screeching's no. gone. <laughs> Don't, what that will be? No, no. Sorry. You, what you, what that'll be is that again. Those are the fans there across the road. Oh, yeah, screaming. they're just very excited. But we'll, we'll come out in a second. <laughs> they all have kazoos. Um, yeah, yeah, boo-boos anyways. <laughs> um, 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 so, I mean, firstly, my Muslim mother would probably. Um, is that her? I have no idea. <laughs> That's Mama. Um, would probably shackle me in my bedroom until like. I just hid away from the public for the rest of her life because she'd be so I'd say if she's still talking to you that's great and if you need comfort my brother when he was 16 we were both 16 I was having sex in his bed it's a really long story um, with someone my brother walked in turned on the lights saw me riding I mean literally riding I was mounting it oh my gosh and then we pretended to just be asleep Good, 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 just good, like good way just out like, of it. So I was literally sat there mounted, and we just both would like, hot, like, <laughs> like this, just sleeping. And then my brother just said, "Hey, lads, Oops. lads," wow. the most masculine kind of collective pronoun. But the thing is, is it's fine now. So what, my mum. So you want some advice? Yeah. What what's, your, be, what's your departing advice here? Well, for this I would person? say two things. I would say either get her to join in. Lol, I'm kidding. That's your thing. <laughs> or, um, my, so once my mum found um, my <laughs> my dirty anal beads. Um, oh my God. How when? dirty are we talking? I was like 15 and we're talking like, we're talking like a 15 year old who was just learning about anal beads. Sure, you know, sure. So, yep. You know, we're not talking like sterilized every day. We're talking like, you know, a little crusty. A little yeah, crusty. figuring it out. Figuring it out. And my mum once found them washed them up <gasps> and then left them on my bed no. on a clean towel. No. And my mom also, my mom's great, but like she didn't put clean towels on beds and shit like that. It was really pointed. Um, oh, but, wow. you know, I, I think that's a supportive parent. Yeah. I, you know, for, for, you know, we have different relationships with our moms. I, I talked to my mom about sex and it challenges her. And she actually, I think has, as a result, I don't know, in some way had an awakening had an awakening in some way and and so I, I don't know depends what your mom's like but I, if you want advice if you're trying to maybe get out of the um the, get the look out of her face why don't you just um have your boyfriend lick, lick you out and then just 
Maybe just do it on the street so you have loads of different other faces looking at you. <laughs> or and go to like grandma's house, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just do it somewhere really inappropriate. Do it in a kindergarten. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Just have all of them look and then that would just erase the experience. Incredible. Mama Glamour here to help. Mm. Wow, wow. That, that was a lot of information to process in a very short time. Um, do you want to do the next one, Christelle? Oh, quite sure. real. Always wanted to try polyamorous relationship not sure how to make the first step. Oh, I have some stuff to say on this. Oh, good, good. Dive um, in. I think you've got to look at your intentions as to why you want to try polyamory. If it's because it's about experience and uh, like spreading love for more than one person and you think you can create a good support system for multiple people and it's not just because you want to fuck a load of other people mm-hmm. and you're bored of your partner, then I think that's the right intention to go into a polyamorous relationship. I think if it's just because you want to fuck other people, then, um, frankly, I think someone's going to get hurt. So you've got to look at your intentions. And if you're capable of doing that, then I think we have a few friends who do it. And I think um, they have a really glorious time. But yeah. everyone's going to be super honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I completely agree with everything Crystal just said. I'm just thinking of someone who I was once dating a guy um, who was he did a lot of polyamory. But the issue for me came up with was there was one partner who was sort of the key partner and mm. the rest of us were lovers. Right, okay. Um, oh, yeah. So it's a power imbalance, is that? Yeah, I think there was a power imbalance and I think... Um, and I remember the guy was like, at the time was like, if it's the, the person I'm thinking of, was more into you than the part, evidently. The, the, I mean, the, no. We had a real connection. I mean, I don't know what's no. going on, but I, I, I think um, everyone has to feel that there's going to be there's going to be a contract. That's like what you know, Chris yeah. saying. There's going to be a mutually agreed contract. Someone can't have their own intention, and you can't have your own intention because then. So I think everyone needs to be emotionally really, really safe. Um, I personally, as someone who's just suffered a lot of family rejection, I would like. I really do believe in polyamory and the idea that monogamy is a bit of a construct, and can we really be everything for one person? But I would need a lot of emotionally safe. Mm. kind of clauses on the contract. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think I will say just real quick, I think among queer communities, there's a real um, em- emphasis on, you know, going open and going polyamorous. And I think it's wonderful if you're capable. And I think in my experience among rad queers that I know, um, I've, when I've said, you know, I'm someone who is interested in monogamy, I I felt at times like I kind of lose queer points for that. Like I kind That's of not right. well, you know, I I get critiques of monogamy, but in the same way I get critiques of polyamory. Yeah. So I think there's no one correct system, and I think actually in a world where intimacy is you know is not not necessarily the most favorable thing, um, you know, in culture, and I think actually it can be a real act of you know care and love and sort of you know queerness to to commit to someone and say you know and take care of them too mm. so mm. I think there's readings of everything but if you know that's you know but you can you could have intimacy with polyamory mm. absolutely mm. Um, yeah. but 
they're sure. not mutually exclusive I, th- I think yeah, it, course, you know at the end yeah. of the day anyone should be able to do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting anyone as long as they're you know doing it with yeah. as long as it's coming from the right place I think that's what yeah. matters yeah I agree and everyone um, knows the terms so yeah. to be a lawyer yeah. <laughs> um, you get that is all we have time for wow. guys you have oh, no. been absolutely incredible thank and you it's, it's, it's such a it's so lovely to hear you both speak and like you know you're both so passionate about everything you're doing and it, and it really comes across you know just having this conversation with you guys now oh, was lovely speaking can to we Callum. quickly plug our books or yes not? yes this is i was <laughs> about to say do your plug so oh, yeah shit. dive right in crystal um, so first plug is come to our show at the soho theater running from the 14th of november to the 1st of december um what's the name denim the reunion tour tickets from 10 pounds or if you propose to me then it's free um <laughs> but um also yeah, um, next year, um, Crystal slash me is releasing a book in February called The Diary of a Drag Queen, and you can pre-order that on Amazon. Glamour. Beautiful. Um, and I have a book called Unicorn, which is a memoir on uh, intersectional identity, uh, and that's also pre-orderable on Amazon. Yes. Uh, Amazing. Well, you published can... divas. Yeah. <laughs> go buy the books. Go see the show. Go support these guys in everything that they're doing. You guys have been an absolute pleasure. You've been wonderful guests. So thank you. you. Thank so have you. you. You've been a lovely host. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you. you You're too us. kind. Thank um, you. And on that note, I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Pussy is God by King Princess. Oh. <laughs> Your pussy is God and I love it Gonna kiss me real hard, make me want it I think star signs mean nothing But I know you feel right, so I'm coming Get tired when you're getting up And I come from some other love But their best wasn't good enough And you're number one to me This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com.